The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Miles Memories podcast, where the Miles Memories team breaks down the best in miles, points, and travels every week. As you can tell, I am not Sean Coomer, the founder and CEO of Miles Memories. Instead, I am Joe Chung of the Saverosity Observation Deck and asajoeflies.com. And I'm joined by managing editor of Miles to Memories, Mark Osterman. Mark, how are you doing today? We are leaderless. We are rudderless without a ship. I mean, shipless, rudderless. We are rudderless on this ship. <laughs> Some, something like that. Good start. Good start. <laughs> uh, I'm doing all right. It's uh, it's kind of uh, just a last minute thing, throwing it all together because uh, Sean's under the weather. So we got to carry it today, I guess, huh? Yeah, the show must go on, uh, as they say. So uh, yeah, let's catch up. You know, how was your Thanksgiving? We haven't talked for a couple weeks. It was uh, it was pretty good. It was solid. Uh, we didn't really do much. Uh, we went up to uh, my in laws house and then we actually got to leave the kids up there for a couple days and had an adult weekend which was which was amazing so i guess i I should say my thanksgiving weekend was great thanksgiving was pretty normal uh ate some food and whatnot but uh yeah we got to go downtown detroit on saturday and hit some of the cool trendy bars so i'm hoping to write a article about that coming up because a lot of people don't know about the the cool underground cocktail scene in detroit so something i wanted to feature how about you how was your uh weekend yeah, so my weekend was pretty good. Uh, you know, hung out at my in-laws who are local, but then also my sister-in-law, the famous sister-in-law, she came up, uh, had turkey, did all that jazz. Went over there like five days in a row, a bit too much for my taste, but uh, we survived. One thing I did learn, uh, my buddy in DC told me, you know, he lives uh, one mile away from a Popeye's and he's always talking about this spicy chicken sandwich that everyone's talking about, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. He says that they actually have Cajun spiced turkeys that you can buy uh, essentially pre-cooked and you just uh, buy them frozen, you defrost it, and you reheat it, and he says it's pretty good. So uh, I think that's, uh, you know, I kind of wanted a second turkey this year, so maybe i got to do that in the future. That's interesting. I had not heard of that before. Something uh, different to check out. Yeah, so he said it was pretty good and not too spicy for the kids. Uh, so we'll see. So on Thanksgiving, you know, were you doing a lot miles and points-wise? Did you hit Black Friday, or were you just uh, pretty much chilling? Yeah, so on the way back uh, from the in-laws on Thursday night, my car started having some issues where it was smoking and, and all of that. So that was exciting. We had stopped at uh Meyer on the way back to grab a deal that was a Thanksgiving night deal. And uh, I noticed that. So the next morning I had to drop it off. And so I was stuck at home. I didn't really get to go out and do anything. Not that I really wanted to go to any stores or saw any deals that, that I was planning on taking advantage of. And then we covered a lot on the website. So I was busy with that all day. But I did buy a couple of things off Amazon, uh, Target, stuff like that. But I just did it all online, which I don't really see the point in going to the stores anymore these days. I think it's kind of a sham a little bit in in that aspect. But how about you? Did you end up buying anything? Um, My wife bought a lot of stuff uh, like clothes and things. I did not. I'm trying to think. I don't think I bought anything for myself. I agree. I mean, I kind of was never into Black Friday. I'm not sure. 
I may have lined up like once in my entire life, but I do agree that going to the stores, you know, like all those doorbusters, it's kind of like I couldn't wake up early enough ever for those doorbusters. And then like, of course it kept getting earlier and earlier, like 6 PM on Thursday. That's kind of crazy. So I was never really into that game. It's funny because actually as things have moved more online, I do more purchases uh, on Black Friday just because it's kind of easier to do things online, but I didn't buy anything for myself this year. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think I feel like the whole, I think you were saying to me uh, offline that you think Black Friday is a little bit of a scam. And I kind of feel like definitely for the average consumer, it kind of is. But you want to elaborate on those thoughts? I was talking to a friend's wife and she was asking about uh, a switch for that she wanted to get her son for Christmas. And she was saying, you know, what's the great deal on Black Friday? I said, well, there's not really any good deals. And to be honest, most of the deals on Black Friday, you can either replicate throughout the year or you can do better. Like I've gotten switches, I uh, bought in some switch uh, Nintendo switches over the past year for like 240 bucks. And the best deal was like pay 300, get a game and maybe you get 30 bucks back in store credit type of thing. So there wasn't anything really that great for that stuff because the, but people still feel like they need she's like, well, Black Friday is my thing. That's when I got to go out and buy this stuff. That's what I do every year. So I think that they've built this up over, you know, the last several decades that people think that the best deals happen on this day. And they've gotten to the point that they don't really offer the best deals. They just offer what seems like a decent deal and people buy it because they're like, well, it's on Black Friday. It must be the best thing out there when I get better deals on this stuff throughout the year. So I I tend to buy gifts and, and things as I see a deal and I just hold them. I don't know if you do the same type of thing. I know Sean does a similar type of thing where you just buy it when you see it at the best price and then you use it later. Yeah, I think for me, like I just don't plan well enough. So I don't kind of know what I need. Uh, you know, obviously, if you're just buying things you want all the time, then that's a net loss overall. And in terms of things I need, I kind of don't I'm not I don't, I don't plan ahead well enough to like know what I need. Um, so I do end up just kind of buying things when the need arises, which of course is not the most efficient way money wise to do things. But in terms of Black Friday and stuff like that, I totally agree with you. Like for the normal consumer, ob- obviously every store is going to have all these bright signs about th- this is on sale, that's on sale. But, you know, a lot of times the deals aren't even as good as they normally are. Um, and so, you know, I don't even bother anymore. It's like, there are definitely great deals on Black Friday and things that you can get at a great discount. Talking about the Nintendo Switch, I think uh, some of the Joy-Cons, the Switch controllers, like I saw them on sale for $60, which, you know, they're normally $80 and Nintendo rarely discounts its stuff. And also some of the Switch video games were down to $30. And again, Nintendo doesn't discount its stuff. So, you know, there are deals out there, but you kind of have to put in the work and do the research to know what the deals are. And I just think for kind of your average person, uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> I wrote an article, I did a big list for for Black Friday and for Cyber Monday. And and when I posted in our Facebook group, I said, you know, this was a huge pain, <laughs> which it was, uh, just searching through all this stuff, because they don't really make it easy either. They just kind of throw all this stuff on the website and say, Amazon's like, oh, here's some categories, but you know, they're not highlighting the best deals at the top. Y- you have to really dig through it. So I, I did my best to do that. And I ended up finding some things that like the uh, Amazon smart plug for four ninety nine, if you ordered it through Alexa, that was a great deal because those smart plugs are usually like twenty five bucks, and I know you can get knockoff ones for for around you know ten dollars, but I, I think the Amazon ones work so much better within within their system. So I enjoyed that. You know the the Amazon deal. I like the easier deals, like where Amazon was giving people if you bought through the app, you could get sixty dollars back if you spent five hundred dollars. That's an easy one that just works on everything. So you don't have to deal hunt. You just get it up front. Uh, Target's 
where you got you get a 20% coupon if you spend $50. Stuff like that. I like those type of deals on Black Friday, but the individual items I I rarely it rarely pays off. It's kind of like a worse version of Prime Day. At least there's some good really good deals on Prime Day, but I know people complained early on that they did all the searching and they didn't really find anything that that is amazing. And all the amazing deals are those doorbusters that people sit for like 10 hours to wait to get a TV for like 50 bucks. And I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, those are sold out within like the first 20 to 50 people or something like that. I will give one tip to Miles to Memories listeners and readers is that if you are friends with some people who are into the reselling business, they are the ones who kind of know uh, what the deals are. So I have a couple of friends who resell. You know, one of them is Trevor, uh, my co-host on the Observation Deck podcast. And so, you know, Trevor will go to me, hey, this is a good deal. Can you buy some for me? Uh, Throw it in a box and ship it to me just by X, Y, and Z and uh, ship it here. And, you know, that is kind of a great way to know what the good deals are since the people who are reselling, depending on what goods that they're looking to resell, they know what the good deals are. And even if, you know, this year, you know, Trevor gave me some stuff that he was interested in. A couple of my other friends gave me stuff they were interested in and I bought stuff for them, but it was nothing that I was interested in personally. But uh, I remember last year, you know, there were some stuff that people were buying and I was like, Hey, I'm just going to buy one of these for myself. When the resellers are buying it, you kind of know it's a good deal. Now, how do you get in a situation? Like obviously not everyone has a podcast, although lots of people are starting podcasts these days. Um, but not everyone, has, <laughs> not everyone has a podcast uh, co-host who, you know, is into reselling and would know these deals. How do you meet people who resell? Well, that's why we really encourage you to go to meetups, uh, including, I don't know, Mark, you tell me, look for this shameless plug right here. Is there still a space at the MTM and <laughs> others New Orleans meetup? Yeah, there's still uh, there's still a few tickets. We opened up more. Uh, we did a Cyber Monday event where the, the tickets were discounted a little bit, and they're only ten bucks normally, so the discount wasn't great because how can you really discount ten dollars more? But there's still a little bit of space. I think we're up to right around a hundred people right now. When uh, you include the tickets that were purchased, plus uh, everybody that's hosting the event and their moderators that are going, so I think we're probably going to end up in the 110, 120 range. So there's still space. Uh, I encourage you to come. It's going to be a big group of people. It's going to be a fun weekend. And this is exactly what Joe's talking about, where you make friends. You know, I went to Chicago seminars and that's where this all started. We kind of built this thing and and I still stay in contact with those people I met that one weekend on an almost daily basis. And we give tips back and forth and the Detroit meetups. We have a group that we give tips uh, back and forth all the time. So it is important to find people in your area as well as across the country that you can easily converse with and, and get these type of deals. I know uh, you say you get tips from resellers. Sean used to be that guy for me. He's not reselling as much as he used to. So that makes me a little bit of sad, a little sad that I don't get as many good tips <laughs> as yeah, it was Sean, before. On it. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Do it for me, Sean. Do it for my kids. Yeah, got we, some... don't need, we don't need you to be doing this miles to memory <laughs> stuff. We need you to get the reselling deals from Mark. Yeah. I like getting my kids toys for like uh, 80% off, you know, something cool that I would never bought for them at full price. I can't remember. There was one year, uh, I think they were called like Love Aboos or something like that. They were like super hot. And Trevor was like, hey, do you want one of these for your kids? And it's like one of those dolls that like you can feed it actual milk and it pees and stuff like that. And I was like, why would I want that for my kid? Like, I don't understand. You want me to clean up more? Or... Yeah, it's like, yeah, those, it's poopsie, like I... those poopsie things. Like who wants a unicorn that poops or whatever? But yeah, so uh, 
I don't know. Trevor understands the market, not me. And I'm obviously not his market because uh, I'm not buying these <laughs> peeing dolls for uh, huge markups. One more thing on the whole uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing. Ebates or Rakuten had like a lot of stores that were 15x on Cyber Monday. And I think that's one thing to keep an eye out for um, every year. So, you know, Dell had 15x. So there was some stuff that I was looking to upgrade for my computer. So I bought at Dell for 15x and for like a magical three or four hours uh, i think one of the gift card websites was at 15x so you know a lot of people jumped on some gift cards there yeah that was a big one I'm not sure i'm hoping that it tracks uh, or it did track but i'm hoping that it sticks um, but we'll see so you know i did a bunch of cyber shopping uh, just because when anything's 15x, even if you spend $100, that's like 1,500 points right there. It's just such a huge return. Yeah, and I would also say around that time of year, like Black Friday, Cyber, Cyber Monday, yearly memberships are always usually discounted. Like I bought one to Henry Ford Museum. It was uh, 25% off for a family um, pass and like zoos and stuff will do it. So if you have anything that you frequent often, that's a good time to check. I know Legoland in Florida had $100 season pass which is insane if you go to like two day to the park for two days you paid for it and yeah, another- they had um just uh on the legoland one they had i apparently they're opening one in new york in july and they oh, had wow. that same deal uh where it was like hundred dollars for a season pass and i think those season passes at least the one that my friend sent me uh for the new york one they work at all the different legoland so you know if you uh, live by New York, but are going to find yourself in Florida, like you can use it twice. So yeah, I agree. That's that's kind of a great point. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no problem. And then one other thing, like local restaurants will do a deal, like a Japanese steakhouse that we love uh, always does uh, buy a $100 gift card, get $20 extra or $20 back. And I know a lot of the big chains do that, that as well. So those are all things that aren't on the main, uh, from the main shopping places or, or blogged about that much. But Always check out your local areas, too, because that's a big time that they do those sales. So maybe that's something that you don't have to really go out to do to to get a deal. But it's something that you'll use more often than whatever junk you bought. <laughs> yeah. And you support local business. So, hey, always a good uh, thing. Always a win. All right. So uh, let's move on. Uh, you know, today, you know, we're just going to kind of jump from topic to topic. Uh, like I said, we are rudderless, so we don't know uh, what we are doing, but you We're know, making it up, Sean. I hope you like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so why don't you uh, tackle our next topic? Yeah, so I, I wrote an article uh, about a week ago about how I earned a Hyatt free night while sitting in my underwear. That was the title. I mean, to be honest, I, I wasn't in my underwear the whole time, but yeah. and, uh, so, some of the anyone time. Want, does anyone want that <laughs> image in their mind? No. Visual image. You're welcome for that. <laughs> um, terrible. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. So many people know the world of Hyatt credit card. If you spend $15,000 on it a year, you get you get a free night, uh, category one to four free night, which offers a lot of value. And I needed to do it before the end of the year for a couple of reasons. I wanted to earn the, the free night for an upcoming booking that I have. And I was uh, six nights away from hitting uh, Hyatt 40 night status, which gives you a 5,000 point bonus. And if I spent the full $15,000 before the end of the year, then that would count towards my my night stayed at Hyatt, and I would get that five thousand points. So I would get fifteen thousand points for using plastic. I would get the free night, and I would get five thousand bonus points. Now, plastic is this uh, setup that you can pay bills with your credit card that you normally can't. So let's say you have a car loan, and you pay. You can use your credit card to make the payment. They'll mail the check or or send the wire transfer, and you get billed for it on your credit card. There's a two and a half percent fee. But if you read the article, you can see the numbers I broke down 
Um, it worked for me. I was still paying a lot. 15,000 at two and a half percent is not small change, but it was worth it when I was getting all the extra bonus stuff. And then I also shared ways that you can get that fee down using plastic. So I just wanted to see like, Joe, do you ever use plastic for anything for earning points or any other system that's kind of like that? And what kind of uh, spend do you do on it? Yeah, I'm a big fan of plastic. Um, You know, I don't like I can't get out and generate points like I used to. So, you know, I try to avoid paying 2.5% when I can. But, you know, for example, there was a promotion, um, I don't know, sometime during this year where like if you invited a friend and they spent $10,000 on plastic, uh, you would get 10,000 fee-free dollars. And what I did was I was like, I asked a buddy of mine and I was like, hey, if you want to sign up for this, you spend the $10,000 and then I'll pay you 1.25%. So we both get like kind of, you know, I get the quote unquote fee-free dollars, but since I'm paying him the 1.25%, he gets the 1.25%. So, you know, I'll do things like that. Um, and then, you know, once I have those fee-free dollars, I can use them. Um, so, you know, I pay my mortgage with plastic. Um, I'll pay my after-school tuition with, with plastic. And, you know, every once in a while, there are other opportunities to, you know, pay things with plastic. So I really like plastic because I think you said when you were on the observation deck, which uh, will come out soon, I think you said that, you know, you have enough points and you don't like to kind of pay extra for points. But I'm kind of in a different situation where I'm willing to pay like half a cent per point or whatever it comes out to be, you know, and so plastic works really well for that. Yeah, I, I normally don't. I try to avoid uh, earning points at a cost. But this was one t- thing because of the timing of it and how quickly I needed to, to finish it up and wrap it up. It just worked out that I was willing to do it this time. And I'm, I'm becoming to the point where I'm more willing to do it just to I'm, I'm sacrificing a little bit of value, but I'm getting time back. You know, I'm spending money to get points, but it's taking me less time and less headache, which is big in my life as my kids get older and get involved in more stuff. So I think it's something oh, I'm going to work sports, man. I swear. <laughs> yeah. I think it's something I'm going to be doing more and more in the future. Another thing, I, I want to do a follow-up order, article about uh, some other ideas I had with plastic or any other payment system. And I've heard of people doing this, and I, I don't know if you've ever done it or heard anybody, you know, like claiming way more dependence than you need to so that taxes are taking out less so that you could pay that tax bill at the end of the year with a credit card to earn a whole bunch of rewards off of it. Have you ever thought of that or or heard anybody doing that? Do that. I don't know if I would feel comfortable claiming dependents that don't exist. Um, however, you know, I think you can, I can't remember exactly how it works, but essentially make it so you kind of claim as many, maybe it's not the dependence itself. What, what are they called? Like deductions or uh, exceptions yeah. or something like yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know, and you claim as many of those as possible so that you get like the lowest tax bill so that you owe taxes. And yeah, so I paid my, I've definitely paid my taxes with plastic before. I try not to pay taxes with plastic because Overall, I feel like it's probably a net loss. At the same time, you know, when you're getting a refund, of course, you're giving Uncle Sam a loan and you could be earning interest. But it's it's one of those things where uh, it's just kind of too much math. And so I just let my taxes fall the way they fall and then I'll just pay them or get a refund, <laughs> yeah. however it is. And that's what I normally do. I was just kind of kicking it around some other ideas of options that you could have if you have like a, uh, a credit card that gives you a a bonus for big spend, um, like the Delta cards, where if you if you're going for MQMs, that could be a way to do it, where you you're paying a bigger tax bill um, and having less garnished out of your paycheck each each week. Um, but something to to talk to your accountant about. I don't know how the rules work on that, but I know my father in law is my accountant, and he always fi- sits there and figures out exactly almost down to the penny of how much needs to come out of his paycheck each week, so that 
at the end of the day at zero zero so he doesn't give Uncle Sam any loans. So it was just yeah. an idea that's kicking around. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where like there's probably some people who are like listening to this right now and like, yeah, obviously that's a great way to generate points. And there's some people who are probably listening to it and are like, you're an idiot for doing that because uh, you're leaving money on the table. So, you know, I think it really comes down to you have to, if you're going to engage in any of these kinds of schemes, whether it be with taxes or, you know, whether it be with, you know, like people will like move their money around from checking account to checking account uh, to get all these bonuses. You kind of have to do the overall math or do enough math so you know that you're actually getting a good deal on those things. I mean, that's what I would recommend. And that's why I say that I don't do it for this particular tax thing because, you know, I just don't want to put in the time to figure out whether it's worth it or not. Um, and I don't have an accountant who can tell me what the math is. But, you know, I would just encourage everyone you know, there are these opportunities out there and they make sense. They make super a lot of sense for some people and they make absolutely no sense for other people. And you got to figure out which type of person you are. And to do that, you got to do the work. You know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah, exactly. You got to you have to see what works for you. Some people are willing to pay more for something than other people. And it's a very personal decision. I like numbers. I like crunching things. So I had fun doing it for the Hyatt uh, piece and and thinking through if this this works for me or whatnot. I think I ended up paying like a, a cent a point, which isn't a great deal, but it was stress-free, hassle-free, done in like a week. So it's something that uh, check out. It might, and even if you don't use it, it might be something that, you know, sparks an idea to use down the road. So that's that's more of the reason I wrote it is, you know, trying to give you think outside the box and, and try different things and see what works for you. Circling back to that one more time, while you were talking, I looked and saw that I have 35 world of Hyatt nights. So how much do I need to spend on my world of Hyatt <laughs> credit card if I'm doing no more stays uh, to get to 40? Well, you, is I, what is you it? get, you get two actual number. Yeah. You get two per uh, two nights per $5,000. So you would need six. So you'd need $15,000. Now, if you hadn't spent anything on your world of Hyatt card and that would also trigger your free night bonus, then I think it'd be worth it to, to look into it when you're using plastic, you know, it, it could be an option for you, something to look at. Um, if you if you are a Hyatt fan and you see yourself, you're only a couple nights away and you have the credit card, it's something to to consider. Yeah, sorry for the pause. I'm looking at it and doing the math and considering it right now. Uh, since since uh, this live since... live podcasting decision making. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cut the pause to make it sound a little shorter in real time. <laughs> just you know, listeners, it was a very long pause. Yeah. Um, it was a Sean. Uh, it was a Sean esque pause. I thought you were yeah. just trying to fill in for. Yeah. No. Uh, since Sean's not here and we're making this all about ourselves, let me ask you one more question. <laughs> I have a bunch of spending on my World of Hyatt card already. The nights don't hit until after your statement closes, right? So if I have like $10,000 spent on my World of Hyatt card right now, is that kind of like four nights I have in the bank? Yeah, I think it, it usually hits around the statement closing. Um, now, I did read something on because uh, PDX Deals guy actually had the same conundrum question. He's like, his statement closes early in the month. And he's like, well, I need to do this spend before the end of the year. Should I move my statement date? So hopefully they rebill me again at the end of December. And um, One Mile at a Time had had posted that it just matters. It, it goes to the end of the month of when you spend it. So if you spend after your statement cuts in December, if you spend $10,000 after that, as long as it settles before the end of December, it should still count on that year. So it goes by the end of the month. But I do notice that you usually get the credit for them as your statement closes a couple of days later. But they say it can take up to eight weeks. So 
you know, funny math there. But if you have $10,000, let's say on your credit card now, and you haven't seen the nights hit, you should be seeing four nights hit in the the next, whenever your statement closes, I would think. All right. Sounds good. I will uh, do that math on my own time. <laughs> there was another pause, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. There was another pause. That's why he's laughing. He's still crunching. He's like, oh man, I need two more nights. I, I only have one hamster up there, okay, and it's spinning the wheels as fast as possible. So, you know, you're just going to have to bear with me. All right, we better move on. So you uh, wanted to talk a little bit about kids flying to the UK for cheaper because uh, they have kind of changed. You know, the UK has always been famous for just kind of their insane taxes and fees when you fly there. So, you know, what's changed uh, for kids? Yeah, so Ian Snyder wrote this post. He was just kind of messing around, searching flights and he noticed that when he uh, priced it out for one adult, it was one price for a flight from San Francisco to London. And then when he added his two two of his kids, it came out cheaper. And he was like, what's going on with this? You know, I don't I don't understand why it's cheaper. Well, apparently there is a law that I didn't even know about um, air passenger duty child exemption that if your child they just recently upped the age um, from 12 to 15. I think that was like within the last year or two, but it used to be. 12 or less are exempt from that um, extra levy that, you know, British Airways likes to throw on or UK, I should say, likes to throw it on on flights with like British Airways and stuff. So if you have children, they should be like 100 to $120 cheaper from the taxes and fees that are normally levered, levied on the adults as long as they're under 15, which is interesting in, in and of itself. But certain uh, airlines that he wrote about and he noticed automatically take it off where other ones don't like delta does not take the fee off so if you've booked a, a flight with delta with your children you might want to go back and check that and see you might be due a hundred dollars or more in a refund where like uh klm when he searched it and united the fee automatically came off now have you ever heard of this child exemption joe i remember reading something about how things had gotten like cheaper for kids but i didn't realize that you know i just kind of I don't know. I guess this is a mistake on my part, but I kind of always assume, wow, yeah. Now that I'm saying this out loud, I have enough experience what, in infant tickets what does to assume, know. What does assume mean? Or what yeah, what do they say exactly. about that? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I always kind of just assume that the airlines are getting the infant and child uh, taxes right. But obviously, now that I've said that out loud, I feel like an idiot for thinking that because, you know, they almost <laughs> never get. So if you've done with, if you dealt with infant lap tickets before on award tickets, you know that. They're just completely making it up as they go along. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just read a post. I forget who wrote it, but maybe it was Nick at Frequent Miler. He wrote a post about how he would call and he had had it figured out and they quoted him a completely different price. So like, yeah, what, what do you say about the lap infant? And it's just crazy. But he also did a Ian did a search on award tickets because this should work on award tickets as well, because that that taxes and fees are added on top of award tickets. And when he searched uh, United Award they did automatically come off. So it was cheaper. So if you've seen an award deal in the past and you've skipped it because you're like, oh, those taxes and fees, if you're taking your family, it's actually going to be a lot cheaper than you thought, which is crazy. And I, I still don't understand how Delta doesn't take it off. You would think it would be legally like they have to. I don't know what they do with that money if you don't ask for it. <laughs> uh, they just line their coffers. <laughs> yeah. That's, what, what, do, what do you think? What do you think is paying for all those? uh Here's a quick tip. What do you think is paying for all those, you know, check bag 20 minute fees that uh, everyone yeah. always gets? Everybody that flies to the UK, any kids, they're like, yes, we can pay all yeah. these fees. 
these uh, check bag guarantee fees now. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, there's Delta has a check bag guarantee on the app. And uh, more or less, if you ever submit a claim, they almost always pay it out. So, you know, pro tip. Yeah. Thanks to all the children flying to London. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's, we got to pay for it somehow. So, so yeah. So I guess going forward, if you're flying um, there to just double check it, make sure you look deep into the, the taxes and fees. If you have children under the age of 15, they shouldn't be charged. Um, if they are, call call the airline um, or book it with a, an airline that, that takes it off. And if you've done it in the past or flown in the last year or so, you might want to go back and check that and give Delta a call or whoever it is that didn't take the fee off and see uh, if they can give it back to you or what's going on with that. I would assume they legally have to, but who knows with these airlines. <laughs> All right. So like I said, it's a shorter episode, but we are going to, as always, end with a quick rapid fire. So uh, we've got three for you today. Mark, why don't you hit us with the first rapid fire? Yeah, so the first one is uh, back to World of Hyatt, of course, our, one of our favorite cards. Um, but they are sending out uh, targeted off- offers via email chases to uh, certain members that's offering 70,000 points, which is the highest it's ever been. If you got it, take it, jump on it. As long- hopefully you're not over 524, so you can grab it. I always hate when I get those targeted Southwest card offers and they're like, hey, Mark, do you want 60,000 rep reward points? I'm like, yeah, if I could get the dang card. Um, so if you get the email, 70,000 is the best it's been. The The previous high was 60,000. So 10,000 points more. That's 150, 200 bucks more. So take it and say thank you. <laughs> What's the uh, next one you have up, Joe? Yeah. So I just saw as we were recording, Dr. Credit posted that uh, Discover is targeting some people with 10% cash back for using uh, mobile wallets in December uh, up to $10 back. But, you know, 10% cash back is um, not a not anything to sneeze at. And, you know, $10, you know, you can buy yourself something nice right there. So go ahead One and check Starbucks that out. coffee. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, what else do you got for us, Mark? And the final one is uh, one of my favorite deals of the year every year. Uh, Target is uh, has gift cards. Their Target gift cards 10% off this Sunday. Now, in the past, people kind of went balls to the walls on it and purchased tens of thousands of gift cards because it's per transaction. So you could go to different checkouts and do $300 and you get the 10% off automatically. And then Target got wise to it and started uh, um, voiding out gift cards when people bought multiples of them or they noticed it. So something to be cautious about. One pro tip away around it. Just don't use the same credit card twice at anywhere. Remember that electronics has checkouts as well as self-checkouts as well as regular checkouts. So, I mean, be be cautious because Target has been known to just void out the credit, the gift cards, which is a huge pain to deal with. Um, but as long as you don't go too crazy and you're keeping it separate, I haven't had issues in the past. I can't guarantee that you won't have issues going forward this year, but something to consider. Do you usually uh, do the Target gift card thing, Joe? Yeah, I used to when you could still use... Actually, can you still use Target gift cards to buy Disney gift cards? I don't know. I Maybe you still can, I, but... I don't think it, so, but... I, there it, used it, to be a huge... Yeah. There used to be a huge like merry-go-round situation, um, and which is just not as lucrative anymore. So, you know, I... I feel like I should, I don't know, Target's one of those stores where like I always think, you know, I should get the red card because I go there enough that I could use the 5% off. Um, and it's on my list of things to do, but I just kind of uh, have not gone around to doing it. So I might go in to get the gift cards. I might not, you know, I 
I'm sure we do spend $300 at Target every year. So it's not a bad thing to leave the money on the table. Or it would be a bad thing to leave the money on the table. And the nice thing is uh, Target Circle, I don't know if you know about that. That just started where you get 1% back if you use your the app or they scan the app in store. But if you're using your red card, you don't get um, that 1% back. But if you're using gift cards, you do. So you're going to get 10% off the gift cards, 1% from Target Circle, plus 2% or more from your credit card. They make the purchase. So that's why most of my purchases I go uh, for Target, I go to um, an office store and buy Target gift cards for five times back and then also get the Target Circle. I think that's better than using a red card. So another tip there for Target shoppers, which I, I do a lot of grocery shopping and merchandise shopping at Target. So it works well for me. Uh, Target, for some reason, is the place where you buy the uh, most Band-Aids. I don't know why. So, <laughs> And uh, I do Great mean band-aid Band-Aids. Brand Band-Aids, so I don't mean bandages for those of you uh, English majors out there. Mark, I forgot. Uh, I know we're supposed to end with rapid fire, and we should have done this in check-ins. But I forgot to regale you with tales of woe from Thanksgiving. You know, we threw this episode together so quickly that I forgot this is the one thing that I want to check in about. You know what I'm talking about, Mark? Uh... Something with a fire pit? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I wish <laughs> fire pit. All right, let me set the table for you, everyone. So I'm um, going on in, going to my in-laws' house every day. Yada yada yada. Everyone switches off watching the kids. It's my turn to watch the kids. My wife goes out with you know her mom, her sister, or my daughter, my oldest daughter. They go out shopping. She comes home and she's like, "Hey, Joe, I uh, just signed up for a new Nordstrom credit card." Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> and. Um, so I'm generally like pretty grumpy over Thanksgiving. Like this is just one of, one of my flaws, but I had been doing such a good job about not being grumpy, but let's just say that I blew all the goodwill that I had (laughs) built up over the course of three days, uh, with, so I went on a little tirade for a few minutes and then I had to get out of the house. I took my son um, out of the house. We went shopping. We went to stop and shop to buy some uh, Visa gift cards so that I could calm down. Um, and so, <laughs> man, it was, I was, and Mark, did you know that there aren't these department store credit cards that you can literally only use at the department store? So this card can only be used at Nordstrom. Like what is even the point of such a card? <laughs> I know the Kohl's ones come give you good uh, coupons and stuff. So people do that, but I don't know about Nordstrom. I don't know. Now, one thing I will bring up is if it's a closed circuit where it can only be used at Nordstrom, I don't think it counts towards 524. All right. Don't defend her. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, so, but you need to parlay this into like, Hey, you only let me do one per year. This should be like well, a one against you, so I get two next yeah, year. Yeah, so th- well, this is the problem. If I had, if I had been able to keep my cool, I probably could have parlayed it. But um, <laughs> let's just let's you just burn say, that bridge. Uh, let's just say I caused the scene. Okay, we'll I would just, not have we'll, guessed because the messages you sent us afterwards were oh, yeah. so calm and nice. Yeah, I I uh, I uh, completely blew up uh, the Slack channel. All right, so let me. Uh, s- say some mitigating factors. Okay. Number one, why was I so upset? Like, honestly, because we, I only signed up for one credit card for her per year. Like, I don't really care as long as she stays under 524 and math wise, you know, it doesn't matter. But if you remember from a few episodes back, I signed her up as an authorized user on my Hilton Aspire card so that she could use it on her trip down to Florida. And as Mark encouraged me to do, I was planning to apply for a Chase Inc preferred for her 
And so I wanted to get her that card and I was worried because I didn't know at the time when I blew up whether this was going to put her at 524 or not. Thankfully, it only put her at 424. I immediately applied for the ink preferred as soon as I got back from Stop and Shop and she did get approved. So uh, nice. all's well that end well. And again, one more thing to say in her defense is that months ago, she had been like, hey, I'd like to get the Nordstrom credit card because I think if you have the card, like you'll get something that's called like, I don't know, there's like special days or something like that where you get like 3X back or 5X back and like you can do all your shopping on that day and you can save a lot of money. So if you shop at Nordstrom, uh, like you were saying, you know, it's kind of a good deal. It's an okay deal. You know, it's a deal that I can live with at least. So I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> this was months ago. I was like, sure. Yeah. If you want to get a Nordstrom card, go ahead. And so uh, when she went to go get it, she's like, well, you told me months ago that I could get it. And I was like, Ugh. I d- didn't even know what to say because, you know, obviously you know, and I know that if she had just told me that she was going to apply for the Nordstrom card when she went out to go shopping, I would have just applied for the ink preferred for her, make sure I've gotten that out of the way. And then she can apply for whatever credit card she wants. Um, you know, you know, and so anyway, Thanksgiving, always a fun time. This is, this is how I envision or how I wish it would have gone. She comes home and she says, Hey, Hey Joe, guess what? I've learned so much from you with all these bonuses. I saved $40 today because I signed up for the Norseman card. Aren't you proud of me? $40. It was, six, it was, it was $60, Mark. Okay. Don't, don't, don't sell it short. It was just, it was, I got us a free turkey right it now. $60. Yeah. We get Let's that go Popeye's, to Popeyes turkey. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that's a good place to end it. So, uh, Mark, where can we uh, connect with you during the week? Uh, you can email me at mark at miles to memories.com. Uh, come on, on any of my articles on the website, miles to memories, and I'll respond there. Or I'm in the Facebook group uh, pretty much every day, which you can find links to on miles to memories. How about you, Joe? Uh, you can find me at as com at as flies, all over social media and podcasting at com, or for you Disney fans at disneydecipher.com. I'm planning to check out rise of the resistance this week. And Sean was going to go, but because he's sick, uh, unfortunately he can no longer go. So maybe we'll cover it a little bit uh, on this podcast next week. And if you can't find me in any of those places, you can find me in Nordstrom throwing a tantrum, rolling around <laughs> and kicking and screaming on the you floor. Gotta figure out a way to spend that $60 cash money. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, wow, there's so many possibilities, so many possibilities. (laughs) All right, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We will see you back here next Thursday, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, we'd really appreciate that. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts. And uh, if you could leave us a positive review, those are always much appreciated as well. All right. Thank you so much, Sean. Feel better. And we will talk to you all next week. See you next week. Hopefully, Sean will be here to keep us on, in uh, in line and under control. Or not. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> after, after, he, after he hears this train wreck, he might just cancel the podcast altogether. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. My car actually uh, started smoking and there was an issue with the water cooler coolant or, well, let me start over. Yeah. So on the way yeah, back, don't, from- put a, don't put water in your coolant, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> using something like plastic um, or if you plastic, not plastic, using, <laughs> I always get thrown off by the cue. I always think it should be plastic. Plastic.
It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.